Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful Welcome to church this evening. How's your week been? Can't just begin to give God praise. Just give Him thanks. Thank Him for, you know, for Wednesday. Thank Him for His help. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for this green church. Thank Him for this for the supply of His word in our midst. Thank Him for knowledge, for revelation knowledge, because we are a church of revelation knowledge. We are, you know, we are well fed, we are well taught, and because God has helped us, give Him praise. Give Him all the praise. Lord, we are, this morning we are grateful people. This evening we are grateful people. Okay? We are grateful because you always send us your word. Because you teach us. Because you show us stuff. Because you know your word grows, grows in us. Your word works in us. works through us. Thank you for the results. Because your word is producing in every area of our lives. In our academics, our businesses, our careers, our finances, our relationships, our ministry of the gospel, thank you. Thank you. Because your word is changing us. Your word is making us. Your word is growing us. Hallelujah. Your word is transforming us. Because we are a people of your word. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Unto you be all the praise. Unto you be all the praise. Oh, Holy Spirit, our teacher, we are grateful. For your continuous help, we are grateful. What a joy. What a joy to have your teaching ministry. Oh, Father, we give you all the thanks this morning, this evening. Hallelujah. As we go into your word this evening, we have received understanding. Your word, you know, your word produces through us. We get more and more results. As we discuss this evening on, you know, on freedom from destructive habits, freedom from sin, uh, it becomes our experience. We actually live out this, live out this freedom. In the name of Jesus. That for us, for us, it's not just a theology. It is a reality. Hallelujah. Just praise the Ligo some more. Kedaria, Kashteza, Lepara, Diash de Goza, Ebradia, Kosete, Gederio, Kotara, Masuta, Gapra, Gadash de Zuzia, Meliza, Pradia, Ladagash de Stozo, Prelega, Dizo, Toro, Eziande, Elapra, Gasia, Tigashto, Gosa, Pragada, Etelio, Kosuta, Lepra gasiande le degesto go supra gede gede, elapra gasute garia le edege, eroko suta pradia kashati, metuze caprege diagu, enama kazita pradege izoto gu, ria kashteza pragada, elia liaku mate eperede eleziate, elapra gizo kutore ezite kest inati, ragishta garada gasiande, eleporoto go siate garie gede. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For someone watching right now, um, 
this is interesting, okay? You've had, you've had a stressful week so far. You know, your week has been full of some level of tension and stress. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I'm trying to discern if it's, yeah, it's a female. It's a female, okay? Yeah. I'm trying to discern if it's a work stress or family stress or both. This morning, this evening, okay. <laughs> I receive ease for you in the name of Jesus. There is ease. That tension lifts. The anxiety lifts. There is joy for you. There is ease for you. There is freedom for you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So this is our topic. You know, we're having a, a series of conversation, okay, from um, what it means to be saved, saved and assured, um, redeemed by the blood, stuff like that, right? So today we're going to experience victory over bad habits. Experience victory over bad habits. Experience victory over sin. Hallelujah. So we'll start with this, okay? That Jesus defeated sin. Jesus defeated sin. And that victory over sin that Christ, you know, got is your victory over sin. Christ didn't need to defeat sin for himself. He didn't have the same problem. You get? So his victory over sin was always about you. Okay? You know who said Christ came to demo the man in Christ? So he lived a holy life. It was without sin. So even though he was tempted, yet he did not sin. Okay? It was demoing your experience. It was showing you that you can live a life holy and pleasing unto God. Alright? That we are not struggling against sin from a point of, ah, if you know work, no. We have victory over sin. And that is that. You have victory over sin. This must be your conclusion. I have victory over sin. I have victory over anger. I have victory over sexual sin. I have victory over it. Alright? You know, we say faith begins where the will of God is known. Alright? So, your faith to live a righteous life begins with you knowing that you are, you, are, you are in Christ, you are righteous. That you have victory over sin. That is where it starts from. You must see yourself as one who has conquered sin in Christ. It starts from there. It's not that you will conquer sin, no. In Christ, sin was defeated. Alright? Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Let's read together. If you are there, say, yeah, I'm here. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. It's important that, that you go through this, um, these conversations, these sermons with your Bible in your hand. Okay? So that you are reading together. You are following, not, not just, you know, just hearing pastor. Read them so they can see that those things are in scripture. Okay, it's not just pastor making stuff up. All right. Are we there? So we'll read together. One, two, go. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Look at this. 
So he says, Jesus, our high priest. No, in, in, when you go to Hebrews 5, it says, every high priest is chosen from among men. Your high priest has to be a man. So he can represent you. At least, if, if, if your high priest is an angel, you cannot really feel what you're feeling. So, you know, he doesn't feel what you're feeling, right? Well, your high priest has to be a man. So that at least, there's a level of, okay, I know you're feeling, okay? If they do me too, amen? Okay, yeah. So it's why Christ had to come as a man, all right, to make him a fitting high priest. So he says Christ, you know, he was in every way tempted, in every way tempted, interesting, in every way. I need that to you, too. I need that to your imagination. In every way tempted, yet, <laughs> yeah, your imagination, yet was without sin. He was tempted, yet was without sin, okay? So, he now says, let us then approach God's throne, you know, of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace for help in time of need. Now, this is where, this is where it's, it's, we, we usually see it halfway. Now, we usually see it as, when I make mistakes, I can approach his throne of grace for mercy and help. But guess what? This means more of, when I'm tempted, I can approach his throne of grace for mercy and help so that I don't fall into the sin. So it is even much more not falling into the sin than, than falling and getting up. So there's mercy and grace for you not to fall into the sin at all. So when I'm tempted, what should I do? Approach the throne of grace, the throne of help, the throne of strength like God. Oh, more. <laughs> Lord Jesus, the body is moving. Can we put, hear my point here? Approach God's throne of grace for mercy and help in time of need. All right? So we don't have to fall into sin and then be saying, Lord, your grace, Lord. No. The grace is available to keep you from falling. So you can tell God that God, this issue, we have, for a while now, we've been struggling with this, okay? I receive your grace over this thing. There's grace for me over, over this habit, there's grace for me over this desire. I'm purified from inside out. There's help for me to look at that girl and take my eyes off. Do you get my point here? So you begin to, you know, use God's grace you know, to prevent falling, not just falling and using grace to rise up. You don't have to fall. All right? This is the primary work of grace. Freedom from the domineering power of sin. Grace not just to forgive you when you sin. Grace, the major work of grace is freedom from the domineering power of sin. So it's why when you read in Titus, he says, Titus 2, says God's, God's grace has been revealed that does what teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Alright? To, to produce for himself a people who are eager to do good works. So the grace of God gives you strength over sin. You know, it is, it is lazy Christians that stop grace at, at forgiveness of sin. People are just being, it's just laziness. The first work of grace, okay, is to keep sin under you, which is more important, okay? Hallelujah. Because this matter of sin, God will forgive, right? But the issue is that people don't forgive. God can forgive and wipe, wipe slain, your slaves clean, never remember it against you. But human beings don't deal that way. Humans don't deal that way. They castle people. So even when God, God has forgiven you, imagine that, you know, you're a minister of the gospel and, you know, the person does something, something, not you, because you are wise in Jesus' name. Alright? So the person does something silly. You know, commits fornication and adultery and he gets, he gets, he gets caught. God, they will talk, Abby. I blew, I blew it there. God will say, my son, you were very stupid, Shabbat. We're cool. Let, let's keep moving. 
Do you understand? But what do man's, do man's do? Even when, even, even when he generally repents, even when he generally repents, it can take years for people to start hearing him again. What do you do? People change church. People can't, when they even hear someone, they cancel it. They even cancel his books. Okay? So, God has forgiven, right? But that can be the end of the ministry. Or that can slow down the ministry. Alright? So, is why you can't, you can't just stop your understanding of grace as sins, as forgiveness of sin. It is too dangerous to just believe in your life and saying, I will sin and say I'm sorry. Okay? Sin can get you in trouble. So, it's important for you that you understand, understand grace as freedom over sin. So you don't get in trouble. Because grace will not stop police from arresting a thief. Glory to Jesus. Grace will not say, eh, you, God forbid, the person is not deliberately raped the person. Not deliberately raped. It was just demonic attack. You know, police will not say, ah, you did not know it was spirits. It's the devil. Both the person and the devil, they are going to jail. So it's why you cannot take this freedom from sin thing lightly. Some people, you know, they are, they are, they are, they are destructive habits. You know, it's not, ju- it's not just them. Some of them is devils oppressing them, making them do things. So while we understand that, right, the Lord does not care. Both the person and his demon yeah, go to jail. So all those is the devil. You can't tell the jury or the judge. Alright? So you must not just stop your, your knowledge of grace as God will forgive me. Don't destroy yourself with God will forgive me. Someone, someone has an anger issue. When it happens, boom! It, punch, it shows a punch. Maybe God will forgive me. God forbid that you punch someone and the person dies. And you now say, you know, I just threw just a punch. It's just, you know, it's just my anger. Both the person and the anger, they will go to jail. So you've got to fix up bad habits. You've got to fix bad habits. You've got to deal with it. You've got to cut it off. Some habits are even less, they're less dramatic, but they are also as consequential. All right? They look like they are small, but they are causing destruction bit by bit, bit by bit, slowing people's life down, bit by bit, blowing their phones, bit by bit. Maybe I, I, I only gamble, I know, I know somebody. Little by little, life is wasting. Money is being blown, opportunities are going. So we've got to take these matters seriously to understand grace as freedom from sin. All right? Romans 5, 2021. Romans 5, 2021. Are we there? Romans 5, 20 to 21. Romans 5, 20 to 21. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 5, 20 to 21. Are we there? Are we there? One, two, go. The law was brought in so that a trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more, so that just as sin reigned the dead, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life to Jesus Christ our Lord. Alright, so people usually stop here and say, maybe where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Okay. 
But no, we'll say that the epistles are letters. That you don't stop a letter halfway and say, I understand what the person is saying. So we say that the epistles are best read, read, are best, are best read, you know, at a go. The way you read a normal letter. Alright, for understanding. Or at least, before you make a conclusion, check the context. What is the context? The verses before, the verses after. So, you cannot stop here and say, she be where grace, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So, let's just keep doing our thing. Romans 6. Romans 6. Alright, are we there? So it says next thing. Let's 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 take it together. One to one to ten. One to go. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Please pause. So next thing he's saying, he just said, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. He now said next thing, next thing, next thing. So Shall we then go on sinning so that grace can keep pumping, you know? The grace pump, come and flow. <laughs> so that grace, it says, by no means, by no means, by no means, it says we are those who have died to sin. So for the believer, you are dead to sin. So if you keep living in sin, you are living as though you're not a believer. You're living as though you didn't really die to sin. It says we are those higher. We are those who have died. It says how? How can we live in it any longer? So for us, walking righteously is no more the norm. It's no more the exception. It's the norm. Sin has become for, more, for, has, has become for us the exception. That's why Paul will say, let this not be heard amongst you because it is not meant to be heard. So if we now have a Christianity in our day where we every, every year a big pastor falls into sin, every other month, the, 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 the exception is going to look like the norm. This should not be. Alright? Since we are those who have died to sin, how can we live in it any longer? Verse 3. Let's go. What's happening? Verse 3. Verse 3. Let's go. Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. None of that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the grave of the Father, we too may live a new life. Do you see that? So, we died to sin. When you got saved, the you that, the you of before died, was buried. The you that could not say no to sin died and was buried. The you that enjoyed sin could not say no to sin. You was always, you know, yes. Every time you just you just try to say no small for you know you said yes. Because yes, sin had power over you. I was saying right now that that you died. The new you has a brand new life. Alright? The new you has a brand so you're no longer meant to be, you know, a slave to sin. So you are not helpless in the face of sin. Verse 5. Let's go together. For if you are united with him in a death like his, certainly also be united like with him in a resurrection like his. 
verse 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body root by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Look at this. So your old man that was ruled by sin is dead. This is your standpoint in your fight, in your, not necessarily fight, in your dominion over sin. That my old man that could not stop sinning is dead. That old man that could not sin to sin is dead. That one ruled by sin is dead. Come on, I believe God's word. So if God said it's dead, then it is dead. That's my reality. I don't care how I feel right now. I don't care what I did last night. I don't care that two days ago, I fell, I fell for that sin. Okay, now I now know that the Bible says it that my old man ruled by sin is dead, so I believe it. So even when I feel like, when I, even when I say it's not dead, I live by faith, not by sight. So I tell myself, oh God, I don't care how you feel. That old man is dead. That old man is dead. Alright? So the new me is not a slave to sin. The new me is not a slave to sin. Let's go to verse 11. Sorry, let, let, let's finish. Eight, 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 eight. Can we, can we go? Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Look at this. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you obey its evil desires. Please pause. So he says, you are, you are dead to sin, like Christ, alive, alive in Christ. And now says next thing, he says that therefore, don't let sin reign in your body. So your basic desires. He's saying now, it's in your control. So don't tell me I'm, I'm, I can't be helped. You know, I, I believe, I believe in, I believe in therapy. I believe not that they're they not bad, right? But I, I, I also believe in what therapy? I believe in faith therapy. All right? That the Bible says, the life I live now, I live to Christ. Sin has no hold over me. Bible says I should not let sin in my body. It means I have the power to say no to sin. It means it is now in my control. You understand? So when the Bible says something, you can do it, right? So it means that right now I can do it. I can now say no to sin. I can refuse that sin. Everybody doing it. I don't care. I'm everybody. I'm a child of God. I can refuse the sin. Others may. I may not. Amen. Others may, I may not. Okay? So I can say no to the sin, no matter how popular or, why, or, 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 or how acceptable the sin is in society. Verse 13. So you do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument of righteousness. 14. For sin shall no longer be your master. Because you're not under the law, but under grace. Do you see that? Sin shall no more be your master. Why? You are under grace. So the first work of grace is to break the power of sin over you, to destroy the power of sin over you. I believe God's word. I believe God's word, and I believe you. I believe God's word. And I've been saying, I struggle with sin. I believe God's word. I side with God's word. I take my stand with God's word. I choose God's word. 
I tried, I failed. Okay, now I choose God's word. I stumbled, I still choose God's word. It didn't work last year, I still choose God's word. It didn't work last month, I still choose God's word. Amen. God's word over my feelings. God's word over my emotions. I choose God's word. I side with God's word. So sin is no more my master. Hiya. So good. Sin is no more your master. Hallelujah. Sin is no more your master. So if you sin now, you did it by yourself. Sin did not force you. Sin is no more your master. You have control. In Christ, you are helped. Hallelujah. No one will go to chapter 7. It's a, it's a very interesting read. Alright. Let's go, let's, let's go there. Let's go to 7. Romans 7. Romans 7. Please, as good Bible students, read Romans 5 read. Read Romans 6 also. Read Romans 7. Alright. Be a good... Don't wait for pastor to come and teach you everything. Read it yourself. If you have questions, ask. Don't say, Pastor didn't read everything, so I'll just, no, go and check, read, okay? Amen, hallelujah. Let's go to verse 14. Verse 14. So, let me give you a brief background of Romans 7. So Romans 7 describes, talks about, instead of talking about how, you know, you use marriage as an, an analogy, saying, you know, when you, marry, when you marry somebody and you, you know, it's consummated, it naturally bear fruit of the marriage. So, it's natural, all right? And, you know, as long as you are married, you know, you are bound to that marriage. But when a party in the marriage dies, marriage is dissolved. So that the person is now free to remarry and to have a different life from the past marriage. Alright? Say so also. So also. Okay? When you died to the law, your marriage with the law was dissolved. When you died to sin, your marriage to sin was dissolved. Alright? So that you, you can now live apart from sin. You no longer owe sin any obligation because why? Your marriage to sin has been dissolved. Now you are married to Christ to bear Christly fruits. Amen. You are now what? Married to Christ to bear Christly, godly, righteous fruits. Awesome. So it now goes down to talk about, you know, man's condition under the law. Let's start from, okay, let's start from verse 13, just, just so we can get a better background on. In fact, verse, verse, verse 7, sorry, 7, 7, 7, 7, Romans 7, 7. Let's go. Are we there? Romans 7, 7. Want to go? What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. I would, I would not have known what covertly really was 
if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, since the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Verse 9, once I was alive apart from the law, when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, since the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me and through the commandment put me to death. So then, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good. That sin, that which is good then become death to me. By no means, nevertheless, in order that I am recognized as sin, it choose what is good to bring about my death. So that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. So he says, the problem was not the law on its own. The law on its own was not the issue. But laws don't cure sin. For example, if you tell me, if you tell me now, you know, don't eat the offered sauce in the freezer, it does not mean I won't want to offer that sauce. It only means I may not do it because I should not do it. It doesn't cure the desire for offer that sauce. So, and usually the human nature says, when they say don't, that is when you now remember that, ah, and I want that, you know. For example, generally, right, to hold a babe is not a sin. To hold her hand and just be ringing and cleaning, even though, yes, on its own, it's not a sin, no, but you can begin to say other things, okay? It's not a sin, right? So how come people are not arguing, can I hold my girlfriend's hand? How are they arguing, can I kiss her? Because that, that, that one that we can do is not enough again. Do you understand? The one we can do is not, is not enough. So people want the next thing. Why? Because laws do not change desires. Laws are only a deterrent. You cannot change a desire. So the issue was not the law. The, the, the law could not change desires. So the, the law only tells them this is bad. That on its own does not fix the problem. So an human nature ruled by sin likes this is bad. The sinful nature craves this is bad. Do you understand? So sin, you know, became more stronger by the law because knowing it is bad and being a sinner, that, that this is bad, gone, 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 is what people want. All right. Verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Now, pause. People, some people read Romans 7, this part, and say, he's talking to the believer. So I, so I, I say again, that if you went to school, at least you know how to read a letter. You know how to read a letter. That you don't skip paragraph 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, to 7, and make a conclusion on paragraph 8. Do you understand? You at least you want to, you, you, it, it, it will confuse you. All right. So when paragraph six says you're not a slave to sin, you now say paragraph seven says you're a slave to sin. Is that either you or the author is mad? One of you is crazy. Either you or the author, one of you is crazy, and I think it's you. All right. So if he says here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual soul that's slave to sin. Now. 
is to, one of one of one of three things. Are you saying Paul is saying he himself? Then there in Christianity, okay, is at his age in Christianity, his job, okay, his level of exposure and his his, his growth is a slave to sin. I was I was saying you are mad. <laughs> okay, can I say that? I have said it already. Okay, <laughs> number two, is he saying all believers are slaves as are sold as a slave to sin? As I after in Romans six, of course not. But we see here the we see we see the context here, talking about the law, the same law that for the believer is no is, is not we live in. We are not under law, the law of Moses, but under grace. So obviously, it's referring here to the man under the law before he gets saved. Referring to the man under the law, the unsaved man. We talk about the law, okay? Before he gets saved. This is not about a saved man's reality. Yes, you know, an immature believer can be acting as though he's sold a slave to sin, but he's not. He just doesn't know or doesn't, or doesn't understand it. That is not his reality. The Bible says we are redeemed. So how can you be redeemed and still be sold a slave to sin? Then what then were what you redeemed from? What then is the meaning of redemption? Do you understand? If to be redeemed means to be bought back. And as he's saying, you are sold a slave to sin. What then did we redeem you from? What then did the blood do? So, this verse talks about your saved. The believer is not, can never, will never be sold a slave to sin. That was what you were. But you were washed you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus and by Spirit. Let's go on. Verse 15. So now that we understand that he's talking about the unsaved, okay, let's read, let's read understanding. Verse 15. I did not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I did not do. But what I hate to do, I do. Verse 16. And if I do what I did not want to do, I agree that the law is good. You know, 17. As it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living. You see that? Okay? Verse 6, verse 18. For I know that good does not dwell in me. Do you see that? <laughs> that is my sinful nature. This makes it clear again that in my sinful nature, of course, the unsaved has a sinful nature. Do you have? No. All right. So, in a sinful nature, okay, good does not dwell there. Okay? For I, let's go on. For I have that to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For if I do not do the good I want to do, but if I do not to do, this I keep on doing. 20. Now, if I do what I want to do, it's no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I sell that law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. 24. What a wretched man, of course, <laughs> who will rescue me from this body that is to death. Thanks be unto God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind, I'm a slave to God's law, but my sinful nature is slave to the law of sin. You see that? So, he describes the man under sin, the unsaved man, and his struggle to do good. So, he tries, no one teach you in secondary school, Ten Commandments, what, 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 what do you say next? I will not lie again. We have all been there. Some who said, I will turn the other cheek and they try to turn it. Glory to God. Let's just focus. All right? 
I will not lie again. Alright? Or if you're like me, that day you lied. Okay? So the more we tried to, the more we could not make up. Alright? So in trying to do it, we agree that the law is good. But the law is good does not mean I can keep the law. Alright. Now let's go to verse chapter. Let's go to chapter 8. Chapter 8. Now, chapter 7 ended with saying, Thanks be unto God who delivers me through Christ Jesus. So, I was delivered from the dominion power of sin in Christ. Glory to God. You were delivered from the dominion power of sin through Christ. It is not what will happen. It is what already happening that you are trying to understand and live up to. So, the more I understand my freedom from sin, the more I can actualize it. Romans 8, chapter 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin. And do you see that? You have been set free from the law of sin and death. What is that law? Law of sin and death, you know, is the law at work in your saved man that makes him prone to sin. Okay? You have been free. There is now a new law at work in you. This, this one is called the law of the spirit that gives life. Glory to God. So the spirit man, the spirit of God, is the law at work in your life. His life, his nature, is the law at work in your life. Hi, hi, hi. Glory. His law, his life, his nature, his love, his goodness, his kindness, his self-control, his gentleness, higher, is now the law at work in your life. Verse 3. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was taken by the flesh, God did by sending his own son, like a sinful flesh, to be a sin offering. And so, he condemned sin in the flesh. It means he defeated sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. That sin for you is condemned, defeated, powerless. Verse 4, together. Now that the righteousness, righteousness of the law might fully met in us, not according to the sin, according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So, right now, because you have a spirit, okay, righteous requirement, you know, is met in you. You can do right. Of course you can do right. You can live righteously. Of course you can. Sin has no hold over you. You are dead to sin. Alive in Christ. Sin has no power over your members. What do you do? Don't allow it. You know, like, it's, like, it's like sickness. It will try to come. It will try to touch you. What do you say? This sin, I bind you. Not me. Not today, devil. Not today, devil. Not today. You can bind sin too. I say, I bind him, you're running. Don't bind that stadium. Amen. You are staying there, you are not, you are not binding. All right. Glory to Jesus. So, knowing this, we must have this urgency in dealing with sinful habits. There must be an urgency in how you deal with sinful habits. Colossians 3, from verse 1. Verse 1 to verse 
verse 1 to verse 11. Colossians 3, 1 to 11. You see what we are doing? We are reading the epistles. The epistles. Now we say here, the epistles are written to the believer. And it should be where you spend most of your reading time. Because the epistles reveal the new man in Christ. The epistles document your realities. So you should live in the epistles. The rest were written for us. Right? But the epistles are written to us. This is where your life is. So if you're a young believer struggling to understand the Bible, start from the epistles. Eat the epistles. You really need to actually eat the epistles. You will eat it. Eat it. Study it hard. If you're not clear, ask questions. You know something with some people do Christianity that is very that is very silly. It is when I think about it, it's actually very stupid. I'm sorry. Ah, I think I've said it's what stupid man. Okay, sorry. I'm nice, I'm kind, I'm gentle. Alright, glory to God. Okay. So when you have a newborn baby, do you give him, you know, a book to read unaided? Your toddler, just give him a book and say, Maybe I'll, I'll give you a book. ABC. You just learn it by yourself. What do we do? We teach them. We put them through. We guide them. But guess what? Someone gets born again. Give him Bible and say bye-bye. Cry by yourself. Take the Bible and read it. How? He now, go, he now opens the Bible and goes to Leviticus. It's like, okay, what's happening here? Goes to Exodus. And it's in all sorts. And the Bible says, you know, God had infilled us out and then punished him. Ah, this is confusing. Of course, we're confused. The, the, the believer needs a tutor, needs a guide, needs a church family, needs a pastor, needs mature brethren in the family also to work with. Those just get saved and like born to it. Get saved, living life on your own. How? Yes, now, born to it. All right, go to chance three. From verse one. Are we there? Glory to Jesus. Colossians 1, Colossians 3, verse 1. Once you go, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now eating with Christ in God. When Christ with your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse 5. Put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, loss, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, what of God is coming, okay? Verse 7, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. Look at that. You used to. You used to. So, leave your used tools in your used tools. Don't allow them into your new life. Now, you can say no. So, say no. Let your past draw a line between your past and your present. Let it go. Alright? Says verse 8. But now, everybody, verse 8. But now must rid yourself of all the such, such things as this. Okay? Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Please look at this. It says, rid yourself of filthy language. There are some talks not belonging to the believer. Negative confessions, um, coerced jesting. 
bad bitch. No, no, the funny part. Some people now mean that bad bitch means good girl. That, that's how mad we have become. You have turned around that bad bitch is an axiom for good girl. Madness. All right? There should be a difference in a believer's talking. When you talk, they should know you're a Christian, you're a believer. You say what you mean and mean what you mean, and you say it's well. Why, 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 really call the, why, why don't you call the bad bitch? If your head is not paining you. you. People who even joke with themselves, Olodo, ah, man in Christ, blessed with, 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 with us with that blessing, with the open heaven, they call you Olodo and you're laughing. And it's a, it's a joke to you. Are, are, are you a conductor? Even Christians say, "Weary, are you a conductor? Are you are you are you are you are you, are you okay? Are you a garage boy?" Some people want to turn to love, love, love expression. Olodo. No, to them they're expressing intimacy. Are you sick? Eh, are you sick? Olodo, and you think is a love is a statement? Really, man in Christ. That was what you were doing before. Repent. New man in Christ, we speak well. Bless each other, not, 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 not negative confessions. Okay? Verse 8. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with practices. Are we together? Verse 10. And I've put on the new self, which has been renewed in knowledge, image of his creator. Yeah, there is no Gentile or Jew. Slave or free, but Christ is all in. Alright. So let those things go. Live new. Matthew 5 to 9 30. Matthew 5 to 9 to 30. We should have urgency in the way we deal with sinful habits. Urgency. Urgency means that it ends now, not tomorrow. Not that. Move the rough arm. Maybe I'll marry her one day. Let's, let's keep touching. It's very common. You know what believers do? Are, I'm a virgin, but I can do everything else. Male and female. I'll shout no enter. Hypocrisy. Plus stupidity. Hmm? I shout no enter. But you did everything. You even went around the edges. You did no enter. In your mind now, you are giving virginity. Some people actually do everything. Everything. But because it did not enter, I'm a virgin. Not before God. Not before God. People have invented weird things. You just do around, not just. Matthew 5. No, Matthew 5, 4, 4, 4, 29. Christ told them that, you know, you have, you have been told, don't come, don't come to adultery. But if, as, if you are, if, if you are, if you are as, as little as look at that lustfully, you've done it. Look at me. But you, you did everything. Just the entire claim is, okay. Not your portion. Yeah, better than that. Matthew 5, 29, 30. Matthew 5, 29 to 30. Are we there? Matthew 5, 29 to 30. 
unto go. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. 30. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. Better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Do you see that? What's it, what's it saying there? Now, it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not literally, it's not saying cut off your hand or cut off your eye. It's saying deal sharply with the sin. Deal with it urgently. Take every reasonable measure to cut off that habit. So, for example, you struggle with masturbation, but all day you're on Netflix. But you said you are struggling with masturbation, but all day you are watching movies. You now watch those movies where they, 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 they kiss and have sex for half of it. Sir, you're not struggling, you're enjoying it. You're not struggling. You're just lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself, not anybody else. So you, are, you watch those movies. You, you don't fast forward, though. You don't cover your face. You watch. Oh, so nice. Oh. All right? So it means cut off the movies. If you cannot, if you cannot watch Netflix, watch Mount Zion. No, no, no. It's affecting you that much. Take a sharp stance against it. Because you are paying for suffering for the trouble in your life. You are investing in your sin. When, when, when they are not pursuing you. I thought I share, okay? Cut off the movies. Some of us, you know, we say we are struggling with, sin, with sinful habits and you watch those, those, those music videos every time. You celebrate it. Your best singer is Rihanna, a child of God. Are you okay? No, 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 no. We are, we are stupid. I'm, ah, gosh, sorry. But people, believers sometimes believers act, act like they are crazy. It's weird. Man in Christ, woman in Christ, your best singer is Beyonce. A new song has come out. New video of Beyonce. I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, really, Something is wrong here. Beyonce has released a new song. Hey, clinical, clinical. This life is a law. What you take is entering your heart. You don't know it because you, know it because you cannot see it. It's entering your heart. It's programming. It's changing how you're thinking about life. So if you keep investing in sin, you will reap the debt. The music, the movies, the friends you, you keep, evil company will corrupt good manners. You know what happens to us? Because you, not, you, because you didn't drop from 100 to 10, you don't know you are dropping. But you were 100. You met, you met with your friends, 95. After a few weeks later, 90. After a few months, 75. Because you didn't go 100 to 10, you did not see it. Soon, you are on 35. Not gasping for air. How did, how did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get here? Evil company compulsorily corrupts good manners. 
the things you celebrate, you are becoming. People you hang out with, you are becoming. So you are the one serious Christian with five unserious people that call themselves Christians. But they don't act like it. You are the one of the five. You are fooling yourself. And even that one of you, that, that one that you are of the five, even they, you're not, sharp, you're not sharp in your stance. You're not sharp. In your, you do, you, you do, you do a lot of blending in. You blend in here, blend in there. You soon blend in finish. Okay? So if, if, even, if you, even if you are, f- in quotes, you are, you, are, you are stuck there, maybe you are colleagues or something, your stance needs to be sharp. Otherwise, you will compromise. Maybe you are by first school roommates. You cannot change it. Okay. While you are there, your stance has to be loud and sharp. If you are just doing kiki, 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 you will soon do, you will join them. And it's not saying I'm judging them. You will soon join them. It, and it, it, it won't happen 100 to 10. It's a gradual drops. Relationships. You are dating this person, but she, she, the person is your is your is your sin object. You just keep saying together. When you see you kiss, you touch. And but we don't enter, we keep going. Alright? What should you do? Cut it off. If you can't stop saying it together, run. Run. Don't yeah. No, when sin is worse, when judgment is delayed, that's when sin is worse. When judgment repercussion is delayed. Because you are not seeing the effect. If you touch what, what, what and it burns you, you don't touch it again. That is where sin is worse. Those, those ones that, what, what is doing to you, you cannot see it. Or it's, it's sweet. That is most dangerous. Because they destroy you, okay? They bring death they are not seeing. Death of time. Death of, 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 of being objective. So, all you do is kiss and touch. You feel intimate without being intimate. You think you know her, but you don't know her. You don't know him. But in your head, I love him so much. I know him so well. But in reality, you don't. So you know you should break up. Common sense says break up because it's not even working. They're stressing, but you are so, so tied emotionally, it's hard to break up. Even when common sense, as in all the sense in the world says run. But because you are so, we don't know how powerful sex is. You are so, you are so tied together. You cannot break up. What happened to you there? Death of objectivity. The sin has produced death of objectivity. People now make it worse. They now marry now becomes death of happiness in marriage. What did not learn when we are dating? It now faces them full, full front in marriage. Sin produces death. So of the death, people don't see it until they just see a crisis that appears later on. So, how do you experience this victory? Number one, the urgency of it. Cut off the source. Cut off the source. Cut off the person, the people, the music, the movies. 
Social media. Cut it off. Go cut it off first. Because until you cut off the source, you can't renew your mind. What are you renewing? If you renew and go and take it back, what did you renew? Nothing. So to renew, first cut out the source of garbage. Let the field go first. They cannot begin a renewal process. Alright? So cut off the source. Urgently, sharply. It's a, it's a relationship. Break it. It's a friend. Let the person go. A music, a kind of song. Let it go. Alright? So, so in your mind, remember that we said it already. That you have victory over sin. You have been redeemed from sin. Taken far from sin. Bought by Christ, by his blood. Far from sin, okay? So you are free. That's, that, that's in your mind, okay? You are, you are free from sin. That's your first level. Number two, renew your mind to stop normalizing sin. To recognize sin as sin. Don't say it's not too bad. It is bad. Don't say it's just what's the white lies. No, it's lying. It is bad. Because sin will end up producing death. Of opportunities, of friendship, of business, of trust. So don't wait till it causes you death or something. Don't say it's small. Cut it off. Alright? Cut off, cut off those things, okay? Normalize sin as, don't normalize sin. See sin as what it is. Sin is sin. Sin is bad. Masturbation and co. People say, eh, maybe it's just, I need to sin against anybody. Hmm. Sin is bad. If you normalize it, you cannot help it. When you start saying, maybe it's not a sin, you are in trouble. You can, you, you have to stop. So, when, when you conclude that as what it is, it helps you resolve against it. And maybe it's just kissing. Okay, your beggy beg is about to steal. Okay. So don't 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 explain it. She's not my wife, I'm not kissing her full stop. Girlfriend is not wife, you don't marry her. You don't own her lips. You don't you are a thief, you don't own it. You are sitting from my father, they've not given you. You don't own it. You're also sitting from my husband. You don't own it. You don't. You are a thief. Even though you tomorrow, you are still a thief. Ole, ni ole. Alright? Don't. You don't own it. You are stealing most of all from God that owns the body. You are stealing because that body is God's temple. You are robbing God. And you should be worried. So, see sin as destructive no matter how small James 1, 10 to 14. James 1, 10 to 14. When tempted, are we there? No one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does it tempt, nor does it tempt anyone. 14, are we there together? James 1, 14. James 1, 14. James 1, 14. But each one is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. 15. And after desire is as conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when and sin when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. So it goes from desire, okay, that, that conceives, that becomes sin, that fully grows and gives birth to death. So the end of a bad desire you don't control is death. 
So, take your time. Meditate on how bad sin is. It will help you. That habit, think about it. What, what, what will it cost if you don't stop? It's also part of renewing your mind. What are you doing? You are taking off the good feeling about the sin and replacing it with the bad feeling about the sin. So instead of saying, you know, I can't wait to kiss you to, a, to, to an unmarried girl, I can't wait to touch you to get an unmarried too. Now, remove that good feeling with I will kiss and I will touch you. Replace it with sin brings death. Sin reels relationships. Sin reels marriages. So you stop looking forward to kissing someone you're not married to. So in your head, when I marry her, I will do all that and it will be a blessing. You are running your mind from, from the way the word tells you. Kiss, clinical, clinical, touch, it feels good. You are replacing that feeling with what the Bible says and what, what common sense says about the effect of sin. You are renewing your mind. What, what it costs. So, as a married man, remember what, just, when you start thinking about that guilt, just remember what, what it will cost you. As a married man, just remember what it will cost you. What that, that thing you are thinking about, just remember imagining what it will cost your life. It will help you to reset your brain. So, I, I think of our pastors that get to fornicate. Come to adultery. I'm like, I think about it. What it, what it costs? If you be, be the ministry of your life, this is your blood, sweat, your tears, all your life. You're not going to do something stupid with a girl. <laughs> it's too costly. So what would you do to kill the erection? Remember the pain it will cost you. Imagine what it costs as for you, a man. Tell each other aside marriage. No matter the cost. To your real to your children, you now bet in your marriage. Rivalry. You are paying school fees, you are paying school fees there. Your wife is asking you here, and that one is asking you there. And that one they will not pity you. That one they will not pity you. She will not marry, she will not pity you. He will not pity you, not because she will not, not marry her. So any small thing like this, bill have come home, school fees, new uniform, new shoe. Maybe your, your wife, your new wife, the children are going to primary school. They are going to clinical, clinical, Christland. Me too, I want to go to Christland. Now, think about David. Use David as an example. How that sin that he did not plan to become, you didn't think it would become that big. It was just, I saw fine babe. I talked to her. She agreed for me. We slept together. It was just meant to be that, and that was the end of it. He did not plan that she would get pregnant. He did not plan that <laughs> she has husband, though. I would have to take care of that part also. So the little scene, not little, the big scene became bigger. And see the end for David. It ruined David's family. Consequences. That single bad, the, 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 the evil that David did, opened the door in his family for affliction, oppression. And some of them is just outright consequences of being stupid. So think about it. So before you, you allow the thoughts to be sweet in your head, remember the cost. So as a woman, the crush going in your head, while married, you kill it fast. It's nice. 
Now, that's the devil, devil, devil is a bastard. What the devil does to you? Prepare the fighting your husband. That man now becomes nicer to you. The first thing becomes very nice to you. When your husband is annoying you at home, that man just becomes very nice. How are you? Hope you are happy. Well, I said I should greet you. Are you home now? I was in training. Can you call, can you call? Are you now home? Ah, traffic was bad. Can you call? Can you call? Can you call? He's not talking. Be communication. Because when his man gets, 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 gets home at night, he's tired. He doesn't want to talk much. He say, eh, are you fine? Can you call? Can you call? Okay. Eh, good night. No talking. But that man outside wants to keep talking. And because you, you, want, you also want to talk to, you don't keep engaging. I say it often. Most church people don't fall. They don't fall because they are, they are wicked. They fall because they are stupid. They are careless. So, as that crush is beginning to grow small, small, just give yourself, just start thinking that where, where, where would this thing land me? Just when I picks your phone mistakenly and sees, ah, ah, eh, from another man, are you home? Have you eaten? He now screws up a little more because that's how we have. You screw up more in something, ah, 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 oh, girl. Yesterday too, Bawoni, are you home? I said, can you call, can you call, can you call, can you call, can you call? Your chat, 30 minutes, every, ah. <laughs> That's the next question. Who is James? You now start arguing. It's nothing. Can you call? Can you call? But you know that. But you know that there is one small thing growing, but you cannot admit it. So it's nothing. Can you call? 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 The devil is beginning to do his work in that home. Proverbs six. This is the idea. Meditate on how destructive sin is. Proverbs twenty-seven. It, it really helps. You count the cost fast, fast. Really what? Count the cost. Where would this thing land me if I continue? Proverbs 6, 35. Want to go. Can we there? Can we go? Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Can a man walk on hot coals without his feet being scorched? So are we together? So is he who sleeps another man's wife. I'm waiting for us. Proverbs 6 from 27 to 35. Now I'm on 29. Are we there? Want to go? 29. So is he who sleeps another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. 30. People do not despise a steel, a thief if he still satisfies hunger when he's starving. Yet, if he's caught, he must pay sevenfold, though it cost him all the wealth of his house. But a man who commits adultery has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. Blows and disgrace are his lot, and his shame and have wiped away. 34. For jealousy raises a man's fury, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He won't accept any compensation. He will refuse a bribe. However great it is. What do you do to yourself? So meditate on it. It's Bible. Meditate on it. It's Bible, word of God. Meditate on this word of God. Now, whoever comes adultery has no sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. Blows and disgrace are his lot. Now put that sin you are dealing with. Look for look for the type in scripture. Meditate on the effect. Look for, read about it, masturbation. Now, we have, we have the Bible on sexual sin. Just do a small Google masturbation. The effects on the person. 
and with God's people's time. You know, it gives them a sense of, of feel good that makes that makes them makes them not motivated for anything in life. So just make them feel they, they, they lose this ginger to get things done. They use everything for sex, you know. So they lose this motivation for to actually get real stuff done in life. So they are there, but they're not really moving. What do you do? Meditate on it. It will scare the erection. That's the point. Do you understand? Blows and disgrace are his lot. That it went in tears. So, instead of saying that babe, as oh, I must get, I becomes I, I must run. That what I'm looking at is blows and disgrace and shame that will not be wiped away. Do you know that long after somebody repents, people people still remember what they did. It's not that man. This one, so and so, kineko, kineko, kineko. The shame will never be wiped away. In rare cases, it really drops and people mm, accept him. But some, it takes a long while most times and sometimes never. You want to be the man that they will say, you know, see his kids. You no, know, it happens to even their children. People, people see their kids in school and say, is that not, is that not a child of so-and-so and so man? That is so-and-so and so thing? Is that not a pastor so-and-so's child? The child did not sin. It's what that sinned. The shame robbed the entire family. Guess what? They didn't plan to get caught. They didn't plan to cast. They didn't want to do video with their wife online. I'm explaining with their wife. They covered the woman. She was, when you were doing the man was not there. They now bring the man online to be explaining what she don't know about. Now to form a smile and say, we are working on it. See the shame? So the shame robs him, robs on his children. But guess what? They didn't, they didn't know they would get caught. So that's when you are doing night. You don't think you get caught. You don't think it's, it's doing you. Stop it now before you cast. Cut it off now. If you judge ourselves, we won't come under judgment. You know God's judgment? You start it, it protects from being caught. You start, it keeps you. Just, it helps you to manage that. They are sense fast, it helps you to manage that. This thing you are doing. And it's telling you stop. So it helps you to manage it. Before they catch you, something happens, you got freed. He's helping you, but at some point, he removes his hand and they will catch you. And for some, it is first day. For some, the day they do it, then they catch them. So, if we judge ourselves, we will not come on that judgment. God tells you, this girl you are keeping friends with, this friendship is dangerous. You don't hear that one because David is not my friend. But you know that God warned you at the beginning. That these chats are becoming too much. That's why. Why are you always talking to her? You have a relationship. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Every time I'm talking, I'm kicking, kicking, kicking all day. So you get home from work. I'm back from work. Is she your wife? She's not even your girlfriend. Not your boyfriend. I'm going out now. What's his business? And God warns you that this thing you're doing is, you know, in your heart, like God is telling you that this is unnecessary. It's too much. You get to office every day. You get to office, it's your best office colleague. When it's long time, clinical, clinical, it's long time, let's go. You know in your heart that God is warning you that this thing you are doing, you're looking for trouble. The man has a girlfriend, but you keep, you keep hanging around him. But you know God is telling you that, Omo, you are finding trouble. No, on the one, 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 But God gives us warnings. People don't hear it until they cause a big problem. Why not eat the warning? So, replace those good feelings 
with what is bad that can happen with the sin. What happens if you steal and they catch you? Ah, yeah. Not your portion. Okay. But it helps. Do you get? It helps. What about drug abuse? Maybe it's just, it's just clear my brain. People have, you know, with drug abuse, with, with addict, with, with, with cocaine and, you know, and likes, you know, gotten high and made big mistakes. Some, some drove and crashed. Some drove and injured somebody. I just took a little drink. Until that little becomes big. Until you need, so when, good, the way that, that, that little just eyes you. You now drive, God forbid, not your portion, and jump somebody on the road or out yourself. Put the bad into those things. Or, God forbid, guys, you got drunk, slept with a girl. They let them the smallest part and they call it rape. You went to a party, you were both high. But it's you they call it rape for. She said no, but you were too high to hear the no. Or you were too high to know she's 17 or 18. Okay. That's the idea. Very idea to make you think it and run. Some, there's some, past, some parties that you don't belong to. Parties, parties that you should not find in Christian in some parties. Some parties that you, you don't belong to. You just say, I just want to go, I'm, just, I'm just tired and bored. Let's just go and dance. Your village people, they are pulling you small, small. They are pulling you small, small. When they pack him in that party, yes, would not say, should we are not Yahoo boy? They pack everybody together, okay. So let this let, let this it will make you make not make your some stupid choices. You don't know them, but there's parties and so please. The friends say, let's go, let's go. Not invite you, let's go, let's go. You now went with them. Very for the younger ladies in school, all these stupid parties are on their level. You are in school, you are free. They rape them. Some schools they initiate them to court. I'm young, I want to be free from home. So when I get to school, I want to live the freedom. I think I'm a bit too scared today, okay? But that's the idea to scare your sin. So, so renew your mind. You are free from sin. Sin is bad. Sin can destroy you. So renew your mind with those things. Alright? Then confess righteousness. Faith works by speaking. Tell yourself, I'm redeemed. I'm blood washed. I was that. I'm no more. I'm no more that. I'm now a new man in Christ. Sin is beneath me. So put your righteousness on your lips. The bigger the sin, the more, the stronger the weight of the sin on you. The more you should even speak, speak much more. Speak much more. Tell yourself, I'm a master of my erection. Master of my emotions. I'm master of my desires. I'm master over my desires. My emotions are in my control. Of course, my erection is, is mine. It's my erection. It's mine. I'm a master over it. That's graphic, right? Sorry. But I'm, I'm a master over it. I own it. It's my body. I own my body. 
So I choose what his body does. I choose where it goes. I own my mouth. I choose what my mouth says. Confess it. I have speaking times that Tolu you live righteously. You live honorably. Fulfill purpose in grand style on a clean slate. I will not fall for this. I won't fall for that. Where, where men fail, I will not fall there. What destroys strong men? What destroys strong men won't destroy me. Then talk to a specially mature counselor. If you, have a, if you have an ongoing habit, talk about it. Okay? Once you talk about it, don't just talk once and run. Come back again and say, ah, update to talk about it. Okay? Being accountable, please wake that boy up. Being accountable helps. Being accountable helps, okay? Being accountable. Being a part of, part of a strong church family. Being accountable really helps, okay? So be accountable. Be accountable. Be what? Be accountable. Alright? Be accountable. Talk about it. Okay? Let, 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 let us walk you through the journey. Okay? And when, if you mistakenly sleep, come back to me and say, I slept. I slept. Okay, that's the word. I slept. You know why? So that if, if you don't, if you're not accountable in that, you'll keep sleeping. But that means like accountable gives you a break. Otherwise, you just keep, you keep at it. Finally, be fervent in your work with God. You don't burn off habits being casual. Being a, a casual believer. You cannot, I promise you, you can't. Be, being a believer that if I pray, mm, if I don't pray, read my Bible, so I don't read it. If I go to church, if I don't go, if I'm committed at church, if I don't, if I'm committed, you are fully, you'll be there. I promise you that I cannot break a bad habit with, without being fervent. So when, when you are burning for God and you put your eyes off your desires, those bad, and put your eyes on serving God, it helps you to shape you know, your thoughts, shape your wants and your desires. So be you know, born for God. Be fervent for God. Romans 12, 11. 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 Are we there? Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Hallelujah. This evening, are we blessed? Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Thank Him. Thank Him for your work. We put these things to work. We put these things to work. We put them to work by agreeing in these things. We experience our victory over sin in the name of Jesus. For every area of struggle, I receive help this evening. I receive wisdom to talk to a counselor about it. Talk to leadership about it. Not just, not just walk through life alone, but to seek counsel, to seek help. And to make use of the counsel and help in the name of Jesus. I see the wisdom to deal, to deal urgently with sin. To deal sharply with sin. To live life fully pleasing unto you in everything. In the name of Jesus. I fulfill purpose in grand style. Sin will not hold me back. I will not fall to this. I rise and stand upright. 
Sin has no power over me. In the name of Jesus. Father, today as a church, we receive grace. We receive your help this evening to experience permanently this victory over sin. In the name of Jesus. That today, from today going on, you know, bad habits become a thing of the past. That we experience mighty grace. Mighty grace. Strong, you know, every grace. You know, more and more to, to live out this victory over sin. So there's help for you. In every area of struggle, there's help for you. This evening, as you surrender, you know, and once again, you know, decide, make a choice before God to live right. There's help for you. There's grace for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, if you, if you need to, send me a DM. Speak to me in private, okay? Let's, let's, talk through, let's talk through stuff. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website, www.thisgreenchurch.org, for more info. God bless you.